Hello and welcome to 141 Studio. I am Ryan Whiting and I am here with my friend, my pal, my compatriot. The Switchblade. I mean, Paul Cushing. Uh, <laughs> Boy, howdy, that's going to be a thing. Yeah, we we started. We have already started in this weird track again. Um, <laughs> well, here we go. It only goes downhill from here. We're going to talk about the World Cup briefly, about um, the the quarters, the quarterfinals, and the the semifinals, and now yeah. we will finish up with a a final of Argentina and France, um, Messi's last dance, and maybe Mbappe's um, legacy. I would say if he wins two World Cups in a row and right, like at 22 at 20. Yeah. He's like 22 or 23 at this point. Yeah. And then somehow wins the champions league this year. I mean, his legacy will already have been, imprinted right. is he already top 10 all time at that point? No, no, he's going to continue to play for a little bit, but no, I, I mean, know. he will have a legacy that he'll be remembered forever as the guy is the, is uh, a king of the French game. And he's probably already there in a way, but I think it will, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump right into it. Let's. Do you want to start with? I mean, we kind of have it as a soup. It's a goulash that we've been we've been brewing. All the teams here. Uh, let's talk about Croatia because they're they're interesting. They're fun. Kind of their story. Goulash, goulé. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So Croatia lost in the semifinal, unfortunately, um, to Argentina. They <laughs> to to Messi. I yeah. mean, let's it, put it, it that it, way. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They lost to Messi. Messi delivered one of his, you know, particularly fine performances. Yeah, kind more of vintage. Fine, yeah, vintage fine performances. I mean, what he did for the third goal was just filthy. I mean, <laughs> just... I Every mean, there's a lot of different then. videos. Like, l- yeah. luckily, thank God uh, for iPhones and camera phones, in a way, because there was a great video of someone in, like, uh, someone in the front rows as he went down the sideline and how he moved and attacked. Um, I think it was Gordial was down there on that yeah. side and um, just watched him move and how he, how move quickly he moves and how he attacks space and, and just, and his watch. balance shifts so well. He is so, his center of gravity, there aren't players like him. In the no. world, there I don't think there has ever been a player like him in the world. Maybe, maybe Mr. Maradona in a way, because yeah. Maradona had that similar um, center of gravity. Um, but just what he did, because because he was kind of on his own out there. He had there was a second defender there for a brief time. Yep. And then he gets to the touchline, and like, and he he gets he, he has his back to Guardiola, and then he like sh- sh- shimmies his shoulders, mm-hmm. like kind of like. Like look, makes it look like he wants to come in over up the top of the eighteen, mm-hmm. and Guardiola bites just enough, and then he beats him to the touchline, and then well, and then puts a perfect pass for um, oh. who's a uh, Julian Alvarez to finish right, yeah, um, yeah, and just uh, just <laughs> you're just like oh man, Croatia, uh, Croatia didn't create much either. I will say that no. there wasn't there wasn't much that they created in that game. Um, they so they would win the midfield, but they struggled to kind of get it in deeper than that. They didn't. The final third was a problem for them. Yeah, and I think all tournament too. I don't think they were particularly great up top, even though they have players. It just it wasn't like twenty eighteen for them. Yeah, they felt like it felt that they had problems creating 
um, are finishing chances in some ways. Yeah. Even though they were, I mean, that team is, that is a wagon. If you're, you're talking about like an international team, I mean, that center midfield is, I, I mean, I brought this up in a past episode. It's Brozovic, Kovacic, Modric. And the thing is, is they have guys off the bench that can also play in the center midfield. They're, yeah. Modric is going to leave, but they're, they're going to be okay. I, I can promise you they're going to be okay. 38-year-old Luka Modric <laughs> is uh, is a physical freak, and it was really good to see him have a good tournament um, here. It's undoubtedly his last one. I say that knowing full well that like he might actually make it at 40. I think he'd actually He'd be 40, 41. I think. He'll be 40 when it comes to that World Cup. I think. Yeah. So if he wants to be on the bench, he might be there. <laughs> he The thing that's amazing about him, too, is that he's not a big, He's no. not a big person. No. It, to me, he's very. He is such a smart player. Yeah, and he's never been like a like a a, a plus athlete. He's a phys- He's not like a physical specimen. Right. Yeah. He's a. He's a. He uses his mind and he uses his ability to control games mm-hmm. with his feet and his ability to know where to be, when to be, and to just and to be in control all the time. Yeah. Always in control. Just a brilliant, brilliant player. It's really dis- everything. Yeah, it's really disappointing he didn't win a World Cup because of his brilliance over yeah. the course of his career. And He's it, maybe been one of the ten best players on earth for his career. Honestly, mm. I would say at least in the in the time he was at Real Madrid. And yeah. and the, here's the thing with Modric too is he went to Tottenham. He mm-hmm. learned how to play physical mm-hmm. in in a physical league and survive in a physical league as a slight player, not as an, as a smaller player. He goes to Spain. First year, he was he was voted as the worst transfer of the year <laughs> at Real Madrid. Yep, and then all of a sudden, everything fell into place, and all and everyone now sees him as the as the guy at Real Madrid as a, as a center midfield. Everyone knows Madrid, and he's won a Ballon yeah. d'Or. Yeah, you know, like he he's just as a special player. And Croatia will be fine for a while. It's yep. it's a miracle. I would say it's it's a minor miracle. I wouldn't say it's an actual miracle. It's actual miracles are lives being saved things, but it's a minor miracle that um, Croatia is where it is consistently. Yeah, they've made well, it. They're small. They're a very small, small country. country. Four yeah. million people in Croatia, and they've made it to two semifinals and a final in yeah. their in their history as a country at the World Cup. Crazy! Isn't that amazing? It's and they, crazy. and they've made it to quarterfinals and semifinals at at euros as well and you think how is that possible their development if you're looking for player development like if mm-hmm. you're a big country you need to go there and see what they do yeah if if you're a country because yeah, they seem like to whatever produce, they're doing is working <laughs> whatever they're doing is working because they mm-hmm. they don't have the talent pool they don't have the player pool yeah. to consistent and maybe it's because more players don't fall out the cracks um but let's move on yeah so uh do you want to let's um, go to brazil next I was going to say, moving on to someone else from Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, oh, Brazil, man. Ooh. Heartbreaking. Again. Yeah. Once you get to penalties, it it's kind of anybody's it, flip a coin at that point. I wonder, this is another one of these. France somehow has made it to another final, which, yep. ooh la la. <laughs> now, Brazil <laughs> lost to but, Croatia. Yeah, right? Brazil lost yeah. to Croatia. I want to talk about Brazil and France in this in 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 tether in a way right yeah. now just for a moment because Brazil 
wanted to follow the model that France France had four years ago. Yeah. They wanted to play conservative. They wanted to play solid, and they wanted to create chances and score just enough. When in reality, they just they needed to be Brazil. They needed to be the full attacking force that Brazil is. They left defenders away from their squad that I think would have made them more dynamic at the back to be more attacking in the front. Right, can, and, can get balls forward a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... They may never play another one of those guys again after the David Luiz thing. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't the player at fault for that game. That was a full... Oh yeah, meltdown. no, they yeah seven one means that like a lot of things went poorly. That was a full meltdown of that team. It wasn't David Luiz. It was yeah. David Luiz and ten other guys who couldn't keep it together. Um, anyway, so Brazil to me, uh, I feel this is going to be short and sweet. Tite is probably is is going to stay as a coach. I think mm-hmm. that he'll be there for the next round round of World Cup. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing about them will be. They need to continue to develop in some tactical form, but they need to be who they are, which is the silky beat you in every manner form around the field and win games um, playing the beautiful game that they do. Have we ever considered moving Neymar further back to play in the midfield? No, don't do that. I mean, he could do that, but no. He might do that as play... As he becomes older, as he as he gets to thirty four, thirty five, he might sink a little deeper. Well, I'm just so. But uh, he, he tactically, he, mm-hmm. the way I look at it is like, how do you stop Neymar? You you kick him, right? Well, in the midfield, there's a lot more chances for like those to end up being cards. Like, it's a lot more fouls that. And again, you don't want Neymar to get kicked all the goddamn time. Sorry for swearing, but like. You know, you're putting stress on the other team. They can't just slice him all the time anymore. Now you're now right. you're starting to actually cause problems for yourself with that tactically. Right. And I was I. There might be something to to think about with that because you can still do his, his wing stuff. You can still get out there. Right. You just start him further back. You could do that. Yeah. I I think he'll be 34, 35 at that point. He'll yeah. probably be. He may be a substitute at that point with other players developing. I was going to say, is he going to be a starter in the next World Cup? He uh, he will be avail- He will be there, and he probably will be available. But it will yep. be a it'll be a different type of team. And I think Brazil has this opportunity to develop in a way that will there will be more Europeanness to it in a way. Yeah, but. Um, they will be they. The, the thing is, is that they're built to play with those European teams at this point, and I think that this change has been occurring. This kind of evolution, in a way, and I think in four years that will be noticeable. I think too. I, there's just been this like weird thing that's been happening, thinking that Europeans develop all the tactical revolutions, and in reality, Brazil had like really developed the four four two in a lot of ways. Yeah. And well, I, Brazil also was like the first to be like, "Hey, you should have a designated like striker," and everybody just kind of tries to play through that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think um, to say that they haven't, uh, or they need to adapt to the European game. Um, I don't want to 
go that that way because they have a lot of the things that have occur in this game is is because of Brazil and what they yeah. have done over time. And so, yeah. um, there is evolution that needs to happen with the country, like the, how the country plays as a whole. But it's not necessary. I I bring up Europeanness because the game is like everyone knows the game in Europe and how it's down. Like the game is dominated by European soccer and and all of that. But I think it's more that they need to evolve tactically. Yeah. Again, they need another tactical evolution and, and revolution. And so that's, that's their next step. I think they, they will, they'll find it too. Once they figure it out, they, no one's going to beat them. I wonder if they end up turning into a possession heavy Mm. side. I don't know. It's a good question. We'll see. We'll see. Um, now we are going to go to England next because, Ooh, let's do Richarlison. Let's let's use Richarlison as the bridge. Speaking of a lad from Tottenham. Oh. <laughs> England. You, you can take the lad out of Tottenham. <laughs> Don't do this to him. But you can't take the Tottenham out of the lad. You can't do that to him. <laughs> it's so sad because I'm an Arsenal fan, and I think Harry Kane is a special player. Yeah. He does. He plays as a nine but has the ability to play as a 10. Yeah. There are he, not many players like him. There's not many players yeah. in the game like him, you know, and a he, complete forward, if you will. He is the full, the full, full, full nine, the, the full nine, f- the full Monty, the full Monty nine. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's really unfortunate um, that he missed that penalty, I, especially because England were the far better team in the day. Yeah. Against France, significantly, they were. They had their chances. They didn't finish them. Um, yeah, I think that this England team is going to improve for the next. Yeah. Um, World Cup, and the thing is now is they're going to. Harry Kane's going to be starting to get old at that point. He's thirty. He'll be thirty-four, thirty-five. He'll be a different player then, though. He yeah. might like they. they he, he will probably stay further forward. Is what will. Yep. What will happen mm-hmm. and just score goals which might not be the worst thing that that happens for them tactically the thing is though <laughs> the thing they have attacking players uh, available to them it's it's not like it's not that they'll be um without you know yeah. it'll be different um and i think players will develop so bakayo saka is going to be even more of a menace in four years than he is now because he's only 21 i think teams were terrified of him he's only 21 he'll be 25 at this next world cup jude bellingham will be 21 or 22 at this world cup they they have some serious serious i think this next declan rice will be only 25 or 26 you know it's not they're they have the pieces available to really they might get young dynamic defenders so they can play you know different yeah. wings Tamori not being there, still to me, a tragedy. Okay, it's yeah. a tragedy. A tragedy. A tragedy. Yeah. So a, a travesty and a tragedy. Yeah, tragedy. Okay. <laughs> Such a tragedy. Sorry, that's a Saturday Night Live reference. Um, uh, <laughs> um, then they have. A, you, <laughs> you have Mason Mount, who didn't play a lot. He'll be. Yep. Definitely available, and he'll still be. I think he's only going to be twenty. He's fairly. He's, young. He'll be young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he might be twenty six by then. Twenty seven, twenty eight, maybe twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have. There's plenty. There are plenty of pieces available for them, and the question is, is whether Southgate will be there for that run. If they that evolution, they they go in a different direction because they feel that they need to um, change a little bit 
from what they were. Um, they better not come from my boy. Who your boy? Eddie Howe. You think so? Think that's the guy? He's they. He's not going. No, I think he. I think he likes the job he has right now. Um, I think in the. I think if you're talking about you know, in the future, yeah. like long into the future after he has had his time at Newcastle, I think yes, I think maybe. So maybe who knows? Maybe in three years, twenty twenty five happens and they don't have a coach and Eddie's available. He goes, oh, I'll do this World Cup, sure, not a problem. Southgate is like the like has another two years and then they get like a, an interim caretaker manager, like a, you know, Allardyce type or, a, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, one of the ret- retreads, Steve Bruce, like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're bad for a year and then they get Eddie Howe. Cause he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Let's go do the England job. Who knows? I think, um, the other thing, um, we will see what happens with Southgate. They, they have, I believe he has two more years. I think he goes to the Euros, I believe. Um, so. Coming up, yeah. Uh, I wonder. This this is they my feeling. They seem to quite like him. Their soccer federation, their football association. Sorry. Yes and no. I mean, results matter. Yeah. And um, he has made it to a semifinal, a final, which is big deal for for England. Yeah. They usually always bow out. Honestly, really for early. anybody, that's yeah. making it but to for a for England. Final. It's a bigger that they make it to yeah. constantly make it to the end yeah. because of who they are. They think who they think they are. That's a better way they to, to say. You know, it's it's coming home. Ugh. They sh- um, they sure are ugh. early. <laughs> um, I don't know if Southgate's the guy. I don't know. I, I don't think know if Southgate's the guy either. The problem is, is that he's made it to the end of a yeah. tournament. Yeah, and so in a way, he might be the guy. I think he needs to open up a little bit more. I think he needs to be a little less conservative because of the players that he has available to him. But. But this is this is personal opinion, and um, I think he could have brought different players with him to this World Cup and made and and been more dynamic. As but you've brought this up in the past that when it comes to the World Cup, it's 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 a zero sum game. There's only just so many goals in the entirety of the tournament, right? And you don't want them scored against you, <laughs> right? And so you start to play that game a little bit too much, and. It's yeah, de- defense and um, in fact, it look at look at the teams that have made it kind of later on in the tournament, and it's it's not the teams that got loose. It's all the teams that were like, yeah, all right, well, I'm cool with two one. Um, Spain got upset by Morocco. That was like, yeah, we're gonna steal one, and you're not gonna get any, and that's what we're trying to do here. Um, and when it comes to major tournaments. Your yes, the margin for error is significantly smaller there, but when the alternative is getting absolutely, you know, browbeaten by France, mm-hmm. like then you take your your slim chance, not your none chance. Right. And and historically in the World Cup, that's that has been the winning formula, um, and that's why England made it to the final. They they played that the Euro game. final. Yeah. yeah. I, well, here's the thing, I think. There is a balance there, I think, sometimes that people yeah. forget. And I think people think that just being conservative... Like, Morocco, despite them not having a ton of possession, knew what they could do in the moments that they had. And they were really dangerous in those moments. Uh, so so much like the Netherlands, they knew that they had a couple, you know, world-class attacking mm-hmm. attacking talents. Right. And we can defend all game. And if we give those guys a couple chances, we'll get one of them. Yeah. You know? And maybe that's enough. And in... Uh, 
with Morocco, it's Ziyech and um, Hakimi. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, no, these guys are great. You know, we get those out, we get them in, out in space, and they can find something. And Yusuf El Nesri is a very good player, too. Yeah. He, anyway, but like, with England, I think they needed to find more of a balance with the players that they have. You know, and I think to say that Tamori wasn't good enough to be at this World Cup. Didn't he win a final? Didn't he win Italy last year? He won. He won Serie A with uh, AC yeah. Milan. It's and he's young and he's really really good. And, and, he can, and he can have bad decisions in him every now and then because he's young, right? But like by and large, he's pretty good. Like he's excellent. He was excellent when he was at Chelsea too. Like the the thing that's what like I, I that's the thing with Southgate that really bothered me as I think he had players that he could have chosen and yeah. picked and made for this team and i think do you think harry Maguire stays with this england club? yeah you think he's going to keep getting called up mm-hmm. because he plays well for them he oh. played pretty well for him in this tournament yeah. he, it felt like he rediscovered some of himself in the process too which well they just they had him sit back he's not trying to play dynamic defense he's just being a big old english center back and well like, they they have guys who is. are dynamic who yeah. can attack space like I think what happened, what has happened when um, Manchester United really struggled is they asked him to do a play a role that he's not suited to. Yeah, he's a ball. He can play the ball. He's a pretty good ball playing center back. Yeah, he he kicks a pretty good one. He yeah. he's very talented. He's got very good ball ball skills. The problem is they they asked him to be an aggressive center back when in reality he's a guy who cleans up messes. Play him in his role, and he might actually give you good performances. Yeah. You know, and I think Southgate knows that. I think all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, actually, Harry Maguire is a pretty good player." All right, just give him his move back to just back to let Lester. him play. <laughs> let him play the way he needs to play. Yeah. Like get him involved in the way he needs to be involved. Anyway, um, who do you think England's best player was? I know you've just been waiting oh, to talk about this the whole Bukayo time. Bukayo Saka, yeah. for sure. And all the other teams know that he's he is their best attacking. Well, I shouldn't say he's the, he's not. I don't know if he's the best attacking player, but he is the most dangerous attacking player for them. Right. He's he's another one of those kind of direct. As soon as he gets the ball on his feet, it's warning sirens kind of yeah kind of guys. He can beat multiple ple- people on the dribble. He can. Yep. He's really smart with the ball at his feet. He plays. He always seems to play the right pass in rhythm and does all these things. And he plays out wide. He's going to move to the center. I think. I think you, this you is think where he'll. I think he'll if you know, let's say Harry Kane is still there. You know what'll happen? I think what will happen is he'll sit behind Harry Kane and just try and play it to like get space, play it to Harry Kane, let Harry Kane try and slot it in. Or or he'll play behind him in a sense of he'll move around him and yeah. like Harry Harry Kane will be a pivot up top sort yeah. of thing. Oh, you think Harry Kane moves to to full target man? Well, he's going to be a 9. He's still yeah. going to be a 9. You're talking about he's going to try you're saying that he's going to sit up top. I think what could happen is that Bukayo Saka will do more of the running for Harry Kane. Yeah. And then you ha- you can have guys different players out wide now. Yeah. And I think Bukayo Saka will move centrally as as he develops because I think he's that kind of player. You think instead of uh Jude Bellingham, Bellingham will end up on the wing? Bellingham will be an 8. Okay. You know, Bellingham is a center midfielder. Like, he's a dynamic center midfielder. And I think putting Saka and Bellingham together in some manner or form and having them nearby each other is going to be really deadly. Another guy you could think about, too, in this next World Cup that surprisingly he didn't play, or I don't even think he made the... Did he make the squad? James Madison? Did he make the squad? I can't remember. He he might have been on the bench. I don't know. I don't remember. But 
It's not. And that's another kid. He's a dynamic. He's 26. He'll be 30 at that yeah. World Cup. I, he's a dynamic player, I think. Uh, anyway, but... I, I think we it, saw Grealish's last World Cup for for England. No way. You don't think so? He's, he's 30. No, he's not. I'm pretty sure. No. He's like 20, 20... He's 28 through 30. Hold on. I'm, not, I'm quickly going to... But I, I think that he's going to get subplanted. He's, he's an interesting player. Because I think he's a floor raiser, but I don't think he's a ceiling raiser. He's twenty seven. He's twenty seven. He'll be thirty one. He'll still yeah. be in his peak. It's it's like you went to um the mm. store to get like a great ball carrying kind of like wing mm-hmm. who can score sometimes and then you got kind of like you're like, ooh, world class this guy, only you got the off brand of world class that guy. Do you think Jack Grealish is that? Yeah, I think I think he's so I think he's a floor raiser. I think he's somebody who you can give the ball and he can do a lot of stuff. In a lot of ways, I think he's Alan St. Maximin. Oh, I don't know about that. I think he's better than that. I'm not but. sure. And that and that's kind of my like I think he might be. He might be a better version of that player, but I think he's that that mm-hmm. player. I don't think Pep Guardiola buys Jack Grealish because he's a slightly better version of Saint Maximin. I think Pep Guardiola also has been frustrated by Jack Grealish. He doesn't play nearly as much as his price tag would suggest. Like, suggest, yeah. He's he's a sub for them. He does start for them too, though. I mean, he rotates those I mean, he players ro- a lot. Yeah, he rotates yeah. the squad a lot. Um, but yeah, I yeah okay. But I don't think it's his last World Cup. I think he has one more because okay. he's still one of the best players that they have in the country. Like he, unless he gets, unless he becomes, he he's really injured and isn't playing consistently. I I just don't think. I wouldn't be surprised if like a Mason Mount ends up supplanting him. And I mean, it's totally that yeah. that makes sense. But I think he'll be in the squad. I think he'll be at the World Cup next World Cup. Definitely. Anyway, the next right. and the final team of this group is Morocco. Yeah. The surprise of the tournament by far. So it's um, you're going to talk about uh, why don't why don't you do your thing and then I'll say the second reason. OK. Why um, why they made it as far as they did. I think this is a team. This is the best example of a team of this, uh, the sum greater than their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that they don't have really, really good players, because they do. I mean, Bono, Ziyech, um, Amrabat, um, who is Amrabat, was, had one possession more than anyone else in the World Cup. Freak. Yeah. Freak. Where's so he playing good. right now? Do you know? He's in Toulouse, I think, or Fiorentina. I can't remember. Oh, he's okay. like he's in. He's either in, in, in uh, France or Italy. I think like he's in at, like a you know he's at, he's at Fiorentina. He's at Fiorentina. Yeah. I I was thinking purple, and Toulouse is also purple. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So good, so good. And then um, you've got Ziyech and Hakimi, and they have a lot of players who are really, really, really good. Um. And you have Yusuf El Nazri. They have guys who can just they they have really solid players and some solid plays and really really world class type players. And they, I I believe they fired their coach. Yep. In September or August or September and hired a new guy, Walid Regwagui. I hope I said your name well. I probably didn't, but I right. tried real hard. I tried real hard. Okay. Um, 
And he put them in tactical situations for them to be the most successful they could be. Mm-hmm. I think he he was able to organize them and put them in positions to be the most successful version of themselves at this World Cup. They and he's a guy who was stuttering. Guess who guess who he was working or studied under at one point. I didn't say studied under, but took courses with and and studied with. It was Mikel Arteta from Arsenal. Ah. And watched a lot of his games in the FA Cup when they won it two years ago. When they beat I think it was like they beat Man City and Chelsea and they went on a run and, and won the, the FA Cup. Yep. And studied how they played because he knew he wasn't going to win a lot of midfield battles. He knew he was he doesn't have a ton, but he found ways to make them dynamic yeah. when they had the ball in possession and super dynamic out of possession. Because that Arsenal team two years ago, by the way, I mean they're a much different team now, but that team two years ago was rough. Just <laughs> put it that way. Yeah, um, you you had some dead weight there. This Morocco team is much better than that Arsenal team in a way. They're, they have much better yeah. players, but he knew that the way through this was to be really, really dynamic off the ball and aggressive and smart off the ball and to find and create a few chances and like be smart about creating space um, in offensively for those few moments and score goals. And they beat a Spain team that literally, like over a thousand passes in the game. Yep, and they and they just sort of like put put grease in the machine, too much grease, like right. it just jammed it up, you know. Right. Um, the the other thing is they had the best keeper in the tournament. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Thirty year old Bono. 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 I don't know how they. I think it's Bono. Yeah, yeah. Been playing in Spain for he played like he's played eight hundred games or something stupid. Maybe not. It might be like two hundred. But he's played he's played a ton of games in uh, Spanish La Liga. Um, and he came up just huge for Morocco over and over again. They won penalties because he made what three saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Yassine uh, Bono, thirty-one. He look at his stats. He has played. Oh, he's played four matches in the Champions League and given up twelve goals. Not ideal. Well, he is playing for a Sevilla team that was in transition because they sold their two best central defenders. Yep. They sold Kunde and Diego Carlos. The year before he was much better. And they they were Swiss cheese in this in this Champions League. So don't yep. don't not they're, take they're eighteenth in the league right now. They're they're having a tough year. But, they're, uh, they're in they're in the relegation zone, Sevilla. They're in the relegation zone wow. right now. Yeah, as of as of today, uh, he has played exactly two hundred matches in La Liga. Um, no, I'm sorry. He was in the Segunda Division for three years with Zaragoza and Zaragoza and Girona. Oh, Girona. Yep. Yeah, and uh, his. Goals per ninety is one point one four, which I guess isn't bad. Um, no idea. Never looked at goalie stats like that. Suppose that gives me a uh, something to do. But yeah, they were pretty good. Um, they played tactically very solid, and Bono was immense um, in in crucial moments. Mm-hmm. I want to say there was a game against. Yeah, so it was the match against Portugal where he gets 
Ronaldo on a one-on-one. Ronaldo's coming in, and he's shooting on the net. And I was like, well, here you are, boys. This is for the game. <laughs> and, he co- and he comes up with the save. And it was just like, there you go. Like, you know, you, well, you didn't lose here. Like, you can, yeah, you keep, can keep going. And it was, yeah. it was I want to say, like the, it was like, the 60th or 70th minute, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I took notes on that one, but I did. I was watching it. And, like, he, get, he just he beat his defender, and he got one-on-one with, and he was coming in from kind of, like, the wings. So. Mm was low angle but it was it was pretty clear like that's gonna be for the game guys like this has been pretty like a pretty tight affair so mm-hmm. um and and that's when you need your your goalie to show up you know if you know they get three and you get two or you get one like that's a different thing than right. nil nil right um do we see this morocco team in the future i think we do yeah they they played pretty well they they um, have they'll be okay i think they're gonna yeah yeah i so this run is the kind of thing that captures a country's like spirit. Like they always have this now. Mm-hmm. They they were so clearly the underdogs and they went against some like historical rivals mm-hmm. and, and they and they took them down. Mm-hmm. Those teams were supposed to be good. And you get to keep that. And it's one of those things that will push uh Moroccan football further down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, new generations of players yeah yeah, they'll they'll always they will have watched this they will remember this this will be one of those things where like maybe you get a tradition of great goalkeepers because like you had this one guy who's kind of been a bit of a not like a journeyman but like kind of an an average to to good keeper in uh, La Liga who had the tournament of his life and all of a sudden now it's cool to be a goalie now Mm -hmm. it's cool to be a keeper Mm -hmm. you know and it pushes you further and in a way that Kind of it is for the United States. We have a tradition of that. It's something we take pride in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it can push you forward. All of a sudden you get kids playing positions they wouldn't normally have done, and maybe you get some good ones. Mm-hmm. But All right, you want to run coverage on the final? Yeah, let's do it just briefly because we'll, we'll have like a really deep uh, talk about Yeah. Yep. I'll, well, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all, it's all fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so the final Argentina and France, two powerhouses, of course. Um, yeah. And this game is going to be um, about it's really about one player, in my opinion. I mean, there are two players that are really kind of like legacy wise. It's kind I, of important. But for me, this is this is about Lionel Messi. Yes. I it's. One last dance, one last ride for the old gunslinger, for the gaucho, the Argentine cowboy. And he's been good in this tournament. He's he had a couple of kind of throwback performances. The goal against Mexico is a goal only he could score. Mm-hmm. Threw three pairs of legs curling away from a goalie. And there there's going to be a fun interplay mm-hmm. for between him and Mbappe cuz mm-hmm. he's he's in my estimation one of the three best players of all time. Who Messi? Yes. Oh sure. Yes, not even close. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the three three greatest of all time and in this match against France France he might play the guy who's supposed to have next. The guy who might have the best case. Outside of Holland, is Mbappe is Mbappe at being a top ten guy like that, mm-hmm. 
And so you get you get to see that. You get to see the old grizzled vet play his teammate who's supposed to be next. And they both, both are going to know what that means. Right. And then they get to go see each other later. Right. So, like, it's just one of those things where, like, when they're going to be looking across at each other, they know. They does, know what this is. Who is PSG owned by, by the way? Uh, uh, yeah, no. Let's get. <laughs> let's move on. I just wanted to bring that up. Just, just to that. Just ask that question and huh, we'll leave it open. Weird. open Hadn't thought about that. Leave, leave it open ended for a moment, and we we won't answer it in this in this. Uh, this thing or maybe even in the next episodes because Cause that sounds inflammatory it sounds inflammatory <laughs> i just wanted to put a little kerosene out there for people to smell um we do love the trash we fire. do love the trash fire um so so with argentina good at um they have very good goalkeeper decent centrally in the back but they're old like otamendi has been playing for them he's like 35 now yeah they're they're going to be um, and they have Lissandra Martinez who's been great for them. Like that pairing has been really really good. Yeah, uh, Lissandra is not old. He's he's fairly young. Um, I do want to say that Argentina kind of has that old like Argentine spirit about them. Oh yeah, they, they shit house r- oh, ridiculously. Oh, and they like the when they beat the Netherlands, the shit talking they got up to. Well, I mean it was because Van Hall was also yeah talking his talking his. Ridiculousness, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it just like it. They they got a fire and an edge to them that a lot of these teams lack. Lissandro Martinez brings a lot of that. That's for sure. Yeah. Like he's he's a. F- <laughs> I mean, they call him the butcher for a reason, and he's I think it's because man. he's. It's I think it's just because he like knows that the fire that he brings. He yeah. he's almost out of control. He's like l- l- right on that line of being to going too far but he seems to rein it in just enough to yeah. be constantly like just agitating people and like right. knowing letting people know like you come here be ready right if you try and run by me i, I am gonna kick you i am going to hurt right. you make <laughs> sure i can't catch you because yeah. i am going right. to kick you right right, right. Uh, and like i i can't remember what coach it was but they have a great quote about like you know you gotta have a and i i guess i won't use the c word they use but you have to have a uh you have to have at least one of those guys on your club if you're if you're or on your squad if you're gonna win like give me give me one of these guys who like i can be like hey just go just go slice him man (laughs) and you'll do it with no hesitation you have to have a guy like that Mm -hmm. Um, but they're just, they, they're tough and they got magic in their, in their boots. Well, at least one guy's boots. Mm-hmm. And who's the, so who's the young guy? Oh, Julian Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah. They he have plays a, at Man City. What a surprise. Playing under Pep Guardiola. Weird. Um. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have guessed. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's been pretty good this tournament playing off of his, off of his teammates. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, he's the next thing. Like yeah. when we go to future World Cups, it'll be Julian Alvarez that people are talking about. Yeah, and I don't know he'll be like the messy great, but he yeah. will be very, very, very good for them. Um, and then there's France, who are back in a final again, the second final in uh in consecutive World Cups. They'll be in a final. Yep. Um, 
this is this could cement Mbappe's legacy as a player um, already at 23. Right. Um, as it's just uh, as yeah. I mean, he he still has time. He needs to continue on, but he will still be considered a great or a great of French football for sure. And if he continues on and is a great player um, after that, I think he will then be an all-time great. Um, but he is he's in another final and it's amazing and he's scored more World Cup goals than any other French player I think at this point um, he and Giroud together have been really really good and Giroud I mean talk about a dude he was 37 <laughs> year old Olivier Giroud he's 37 I have reached the point where I I, I love Olivier Giroud he's, I mean he's <laughs> he's <laughs> such a he, he's so underrated even yep. even now like when people are starting to appreciate what he is like he's still vastly underrated because I don't think people realize he is one of the best link up forwards in yeah. the world or one maybe the best link up forward in the world he has got really silky feet and he scores a lot he does he does he's a guy who does a little bit of everything right he's a and big he's, guy with good feet and, that, and it's hard to find <laughs> and he's not a great a- i mean he's a good yeah. athlete but he's not a great he's not fast he's actually really like not he like speed wise he's not necessarily he doesn't necessarily fit the modern game yeah but he's always in the right position mm-hmm. so i always feel like he's a very intelligent player too yeah. very very intelligent player i mean and just look at the sides he's bounced around on and kind of like the success he's had yeah it's pretty clear that he he knows who he is and how he can help his help his team he broke arsenal he broke arsenal hearts in the europa league final four years ago <laughs> Yeah. You know, like he broke broke hearts, you know, and in there I I I can't praise that man enough for the kind of player that he is cuz he never he never um relatively unselfish. Yeah, he now he's never uh, he knows who he is in a lot of ways as a player. And he's also very good looking. Yeah. individual oh as well God. not outside you know like being a little <laughs> one of my Weird. friends has the Giroud haircut because he became an Arsenal fan oh really and he was like I need to have this yeah. he was like I want to look like that beautiful man yeah that's yeah. fair that's fair not, not a bad look not a bad look <laughs> at all um I think France can be had on the on the wings yeah and they've it's been shown and they were very I think in a way they were very fortunate to beat um to beat England um, I think England was the better side. They were, and I mean, against Morocco, they did what they normally do. And I think it, Griezmann is going to be an important part of this game. He's been their, I think he's been their best player overall. I really Not like say, Griezmann's game. Yeah, he's a good player, and I think he's the one that is making everything tick for them. Yeah, and I wonder if if um, Argentina can shut down Griezmann, how they how France will play after that. Yeah. Um, I actually, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Just while we're on Griezmann, um, what position is his natural position? He's a false nine, I think. My opinion. Okay. He's a false nine. Where's he playing right now? False nine. You think so? Or is he on the wing? Well, so that's my question. They have Giroud starting, don't they? But he's like a, a, they kind of play two forwards or three forwards, and he's the yeah. one who's like sinks. He well, like they, tucks they have in Mbappe. and sinks. So I guess he might. He must be. He tucks in and sinks. He's yeah. not. He's not a winger. He doesn't. He does come out wide, but he tucks in yeah. and sinks underneath Giroud. So like he's a forward that he's like a wide forward that yeah. sinks into the half space. He's actually a traditional wide forward, like old school wide forward. Yeah. So I like think... really old, like a hundred years ago, because those guys actually did that a lot. Um, I think his whole thing, and I, it, I'm not sure if it's tactically what they had decided upon, but, mm-hmm. like, playing Griezmann, they're like, I mean, he's just going to go 
find his space, right? And kind of like the same way that Messi just sort of goes and finds his space. It's actually why they didn't they didn't work super well at um at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But like he his position is I'm sure on the on the little team sheet with their little mm-hmm. their tactical board, uh he's he's probably the right wing. Right. That's not where he lives, <laughs> but that's where he where he right. is stationed, you know? Um and it's just it's interesting because I've seen him be the furthest back midfielder. Like in oh, this, he can in do that. Tournament. Yeah, sure. he just he keeps like he he goes wherever he thinks he should be. Mm-hmm. And the team seems to be built around that. Right, right, right. So, who do you think wins? Oh, God, uh, in my head or in my heart? Let's do both. In my head, no team should have been able to beat France all all tournament. Okay, they've been a juggernaut this this tournament last tournament and the thing is is they're not even playing like they're not even playing Conte right no he's been hurt he's not he's right. not healthy they don't even have Pogba those were the two big guys for them last time totally new guys this time mm-hmm. and they're still clearly the best team in the tournament but in my heart I I want to believe in magic <laughs> and Argentina is Probably not as good as France, but they're not that far behind. No, they're. I think Messi makes up for the difference in quality in a way. And even a an old reduced kind of Messi, like I think he hasn't been old and reduced in this tournament. I just want to say that I, I, I want. I I have to push back at that because here's what I'll say: mm-hmm. he is not 24 year old. I'm gonna beat three guys, Messi, but. Well, like getting kicked and running on his hands and knees—that's he—he's not that guy anymore. Um, okay, I'm gonna disagree, but that's okay. We're <laughs> we're gonna continue. We're gonna continue with this. Yeah. But he still has magic in him, mm-hmm. sure. and he and he can still he can still get it done. Mm-hmm. And he hits a ball that no one else can, at least once a game, just with weird spin and weird, mm-hmm. you know. And I choose to believe that he will, he'll be able to beat one of those defenders one on one. He'll he'll get him on ice skates, and the keeper will come out because he knows he's about to be one on one with Messi. Mm-hmm. Hugo Lloris is going to be diving at his feet, and you know what's going to happen? Messi's just going to do that cheeky little chip <laughs> that he's that is his hallmark. Yeah, just like low yeah. angle, just up and over, and he's going to be. He's gonna be wheeling away in celebration before mm-hmm. it hits the net, and mm-hmm. and I choose to believe that that's how this game ends. Hmm. Okay. okay. What do you think? I think this is Argentina's time. I think France have have been. They are the I think overall the best team, but they've mm-hmm. been fairly inconsistent. I think in this tournament. And there are ways that they can be had in this tournament. And I think Argentina, where Argentina are strong, is where France is weak. And I think that is what will bear out over the course of this game. Because the messy and space against those backs is going to be a problem. And they're, it, it's, yeah. it may force France to sit really deep. Um, but... But that's what I think will happen over the course of this game. And the thing is, we'll see this on Sunday, thankfully. It'll be great to yeah. see. It, uh, it's only a couple days away. Only a couple days away. So, um, yeah, I think that's what will happen. 
I think I think and I think Messi will get I think Messi will have a goal in this game. And I think it'll be a I think it'll be a good one. I hope so. I hope so. May, or maybe it'll be like a really sloppy one. It'll be like it'll but that'll, be uh, one that'll of those be hilarious yeah. though. Where you well, take him any way you can get him. Yeah. Um but I, I think he has a worldie. I think I, mm-hmm. you know. I hope he has a worldie. That's what I hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. But that is our World Cup coverage for the the final week in our in our final game. Um, um, also, there's a third place game. That's our coverage of the third place game. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fun. Um, they'll be competitive, and um, uh, maybe we're, I, I wonder if Morocco will win that game. Yeah, Croatia, Morocco, probably because yeah. yeah. like they're gonna care, and Croatia's probably but not. not. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but thank you again <laughs> for listening to um, the One for One uh, Studio uh, production of the Coffee House, and um, we will hopefully have a final, um, like a a an episode of the final um, to talk about, and um, we'll do a little bit more postmodern stuff of the World Cup as we lead into back right back into into all of the soccer that occurs right after uh, right during the holidays. Do we, do we get a weekend? Holidays. Not really. Uh, Boxing Day or, uh, you know, UK Boxing Day is the next. That's when it all starts up again. And um, yeah, so. So it goes. So thank you again for listening and all hail the trash fire. I'm Paul Cushing. I'm here with Ryan Whiting. All hail the trash fire. And all hail the trash fire. Thank you very much.